Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the week 12 NFL main slate on DraftKings. Before I get the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, you know, time with your family, enjoyed the, the games on the NFL games. They weren't great except for the, the afternoon game, but um yeah if you guys are unable to watch these youtube videos they're also upload on apple Podcasts. link down below it's called the dkdfs show and if you're interested in signing up for premium content offer a few different packages on patreon.com more info down below the sponsor of the video is prize picks prize picks is a player prop site where you take over under on fancy points or over under on um you know passing yards rushing yards receiving yards touchdowns rushing touchdowns receiving touchdowns pass completions a lot of different ways you can play um you can mix and match sports and you can pick two to five players and win up to 10x your money so you can pick a couple from nfl a couple from nba um i like prize picks it's a nice change of pace you're not playing against someone you're just playing against the house so if you guys want to try it out make sure to sign up and use my code dkdfs it is dkdfs all one word and you'll get 100 percent match up to 100 dollars Again, they have like every single sport you can think of, esports, college, NHL. So yeah, again, if you guys want to try it out, make sure to sign up and use my code. But, oh, and finally, uh, again, make sure you guys to hit the like button, subscribe and hit the notification bell if you do enjoy all this content. Let's try to aim for 100 likes on this video. All right, so before we get into players and the prices, let's look back mine up here from Thursday's um, Thanksgiving slate. So uh, you know, didn't, it wasn't great for me. Uh, I avoided the DeAndre Swift injury, but then I got hit with the Darren Waller injury. So that basically, once he got injured, I knew my day was pretty much over. Um, so that was a little bit unfortunate. And, um, yeah, so I used, uh, Tony Jones for value that did not work out. Now he was about 30% owned in this contest, lower owned in the millimaker, but he was way more popular than the super high stakes as, you know, the, the sharper players kind of knew that Mark Ingram was not going to play. We got the news, you know, relatively early, but it wasn't, I think, confirmed until an hour and a half before lock. So he was a lot lower owned in the lower stake stuff, but about 70, 75% some of the higher stake stuff. Now it didn't work out, but like you understand why he got that ownership, right? He was going to be the starting running back. Um, now it was a little bit annoying the way they used him. They only used him in running uh, uh, place. Like they didn't use him at all in passing out situations. They, they put Ty Montgomery out there, who I, I did like for GBPs, mentioned him as a viable pivot off of Tony Jones. Um, but it was just a little bit annoying the way they used him. And that, that Saints offensive line was brutal, so bad. So uh, he only went for 27 yards on the ground, and the Saints just got destroyed. They, they could barely move the ball. So that was uh, you know, a little bit unfortunate um, the way the offense used him but, and the way that they just literally couldn't move the ball at all. Um, but yeah, I'll play him at the flatman price of that spot all day long, especially at this ownership, 29.9, much higher on. We'll go over some ownership in the uh, Thunderdome here in a sec. Montgomery, I kind of had a floor game there. He's about 70% owned. So you had him, you had DeAndre Swift as a bust. A lot of running back chalk bust play um, last or yesterday, I should say. But yeah, Montgomery was in a good spot. Kind of got a little bit unlucky with, with touchdown variance. Um, Stephon Diggs was fine, 50%, um, you know, went for a touchdown. Cole Beasley was okay. Mooney was a guy I was pretty high on, um, you know, just the amount of targets he was going to get without Allen Robinson. Uh, I had Waller, again, who unfortunately got injured, and Dalton Schultz had a touchdown call back, but luckily still got in the end zone. So could have been a much bigger day there for Schultz, and he used Lions as my defense. So, yeah, let's go over some ownership. Again, this is in the Thunderdome, $5,300 entry. So as I said, Tony Jones here, 65% owned. He was about 20%, I think, of the millimaker. So three, four times his own in the, in the higher stake stuff. Yeah, it didn't work out. But again, you see why people went there, right? He was a starting running back that 
um, you know, was, uh, you know, going to play a decent amount of the game. You know, obviously Ty Montgomery was going to get some snaps, but um, that's why he got a lot of ownership. Didn't work out, but again, I'll go, I'll go back there all day long. Um, DeAndre Swift is another popular play. He was a massive busting and injuries. What can you do? That sucks. Montgomery was 70%. Um, Gallup was 75%. Again, him and Cedric Wilson both got a good amount of ownership. Liked them both once um, CD Lamb got rolled out. But this is the winning lineup here in the Thunderdome. It was Dak with uh, Jacobs and Pollard, um, Stefan Diggs, Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Darren Waller, who was injured, Schultz, and the Lions defense. So that is it for the look back, guys. Hope you had a, uh, again, good Thanksgiving. Hope you guys won some money. I did not. But uh, again, there's always uh, the week 12 main slate, which we have coming up in a couple of days. So let's take a look at some of these vague sides. It's going to be, you know, kind of an ugly week, I guess. So let's take a look. Falcons and Jags. Ugh. 46 over under, the Falcons are two-point favorites. Panthers and Dolphins are 42 over under, the Panthers two-point favorites. Jets and Texans, God, you got some just disgusting matchups. 44 and a half over under, Texans two and a half point favorites. Eagles and Giants are 45 and a half over under, the Eagles are three and a half point favorites. Steelers and Bengals are 45 over under, the Bengals are four-point favorites. Bucks and Colts, this is the highest of the week. 53 over under, the Bucks three-point favorites. Titans and Patriots are 44 over under, the Patriots are seven-point favorites. Chargers, Broncos, 48 over under, Chargers, three-point favorites. Rams, Packers, 47 over under. Uh, the Rams are one-and-a-half-point favorites. I would have thought this would have been a little bit higher. We'll keep an eye on Aaron Rodgers' status. I think he'll, he'll tough it out and give it a go. Vikings, the 49ers, are 49 over under. The, the 49ers are three-point favorites. And then we have the Sunday night and, obviously, Monday night football game. So let's start off with quarterback. And at the top, we have Tom Brady at 7-6. Um, you know, has a pretty high floor and high ceiling here. He's been a little bit quiet of late, last couple games, 15 and 23 fancy points, but I'm not worried about it. You know, the Colts defense, I'm not scared of at all. And uh, this is a, this is a team in the Buccaneers who are just going to put the foot in the gas pedal. Like They're going to continue to want to score the ball. So um, also he got benched down the stretch because the game was a blowout. So I like Brady here, good amount of the keys. You know, one of the better plays uh, at quarterback on the slate, even at that price point. And then Jalen Hurts. So I just got to tilt about this for a second. I play him, and you just have the dust running back score every single week. I fade, and he goes in the end zone three times himself. Like, really? I played him here against the Lions, right? 11 faints points. You had all those dust running backs get in the end zone. You had, like, Jordan Howard times two, Boston Scott times two. It's just like when I play Kyler Murray. I play Kyler Murray. James Conner, five touchdowns, five one-yard touchdowns. So frustrating. But the positive here with Hurts, again, is just his rushing floor. He's running the ball like 56 yards on the ground every single game. Um, he's looked pretty decent through the year. The only downside is like they've been running the ball more with the running backs. So they, they've been lean, relying more on the, on the ground game uh, recently. But still, again, Hurts brings that rushing floor, so no issue going there. Stafford at 7-1, I think he bounces back here. He's been pretty quiet last couple of games, but I project this to be a, a pretty high-scoring game, possibly a shootout here, especially if Aaron Rodgers goes. So I don't mind going to Stafford. I think the ownership will drop on him after you know a couple lackluster performances. Again, Aaron Rodgers not in practice on Thursday. I'm not super worried about it. I think he'll tough it out. Uh, again, I think this game could, could definitely shoot out. So those two quarterbacks I have some interest in. Let's see, going down the list a little bit more, Justin Herbert at 6.6. .6. So the positive here of this Chargers defense is just not great. So, uh, you know, they're going to be involved in a lot of shootouts. Um, now, the Denver offense, I'm not super confident in, but, uh, yeah, Herbert has flashed the upside. He's gone for 30-plus in two of the last three games. So another guy I do like for GPPs. Kirk Cousins here at 6.3. This is one of the higher or projected to be higher scoring games of the week. Um, you know, he does have some upside in this game, shoots out. You could have a couple guys you can pair him with, obviously, guys like Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. 
Let's see, going down a little bit more. Again, Carson Wentz at 5'8". I don't think it'll be super popular. Now, uh, I think Carson Wentz gets here if they fall behind early and they, and they can't you know, rely on Jonathan Taylor. If the Colts fall behind a couple scores here, you could see a pretty big game here for Carson Wentz. So this is the highest, a uh, be the highest scoring game of the week. So uh, for GPPs, I do kind of like him at 5.8K. Other quarterbacks, Jimmy G's played well of late. Do I necessarily trust Jimmy G? Not really. He is only 5'7", though, so he doesn't need a lot to get you there. The Panthers-Dolphins game is projected to be really, really ugly, but the positive is they said they were going to work P.J. Walker in, and he like didn't play at all, and Cam Newton does have some rushing upside. So I think if I'm going to punt at quarterback, Cam Newton would probably be the guy i go to just because he does offer that rushing floor. And assuming we get a similar week last week where P.J. Walker doesn't see the field, then I think Cam Newton is probably the guy I look to uh, to punt quarterback. At running back, so Taylor obviously had the massive game last week, 56 fantasy points in a tough matchup. Now he gets arguably a tougher matchup against Tampa Bay, but um, I'm not going to rule out going to Jonathan Taylor. Would I touch him in cash games? No. For tournaments, though, he can basically get there at any single matchup. So we saw the upset last week. I have no issue if you want to go to him in GPPs. I would probably prefer Christian McCaffrey, very involved in the passing game. Um, yeah, this is projected to be a relatively ugly game, but um, he's just going to get, you know, 20-plus touches every single week, and he's heavily involved in the passing game, basically a wide receiver one, too. So he's a very, very safe play at the top. Eckler had a ceiling game last game, one for 41 faints points, also got lucky with touchdown variance, four touchdowns. That's probably not going to happen again. Plus, the price is up. So, like, I think I would rather go to, to McCaffrey at a similar price point. Najee Harris at 8 2. Uh, the Steelers' offense doesn't look great, but, like, um, he's going to be a bell cow back. He did return. He had, uh, was possibly, possibly a concussion, but he returned to the game late. So, like, I mean, Najee, when, when fully healthy, he's going to play almost the entire game. Again, he's heavily involved in the past game. So, I don't think he'll be super popular. Buy some interest there. Devin Cook, too. Right? This is projected to be a pretty high-scoring game. He had 22 carries on the ground last week. Joe Mixon had 30 carries on the ground. Um, I don't know if that happens again here against the Steelers. But, like, Mixon is is turning into just a true bell cow here for uh, the Bengals. Going down a little bit more, Leonard Fournette at 6'8". And the positive here is he is involved in the passing game a lot. Like, yeah, they'll bring Geo in at times for third down situations, but Tom Brady's checking down to Fournette a lot, which does raise his floor. Again, like I said, this is the highest scoring, or projected to be the highest scoring game of the week. Uh, Saquon Barkley's at 6'3". So he played uh, over 60%, or about 60% of the snaps last week. Um, now, obviously, he didn't get a ton of carries because they just fell behind early, but this game projected to be relatively close. Um, and there wasn't a ton of limitations for Saquon. So at this price point, I do have some interest in him. I'm not super scared about the bang or the, the Bengals, the uh, Eagles defensively. James Robinson at 6'2". Well, this is, again, another uh, game where you have two really bad teams going up against each other. And James Robinson is involved in the passing game. If this game stays competitive, you, sh- you could see 20-plus touches for James Robinson. Um, Aaron Jones, this is pretty big news. He was limited on Thursday. So it looks like he has a, a decent chance to suit up for this game. Uh, if there's no limitations for Aaron Jones, I like him a good amount at 6K. I think he'll go back to kind of that 70-30 split with Aaron Jones getting 70%, A.J. Dillon getting 30%. So, yeah, keep an eye on that one. Um, if he does go, if he does play and he's full go, I like Aaron Jones. Henderson at 5A. I know the Rams' offense has been struggling of late, but this is projected to be a pretty high-scoring game, and he is involved in the passing game. Six uh, targets last week, 5.9K. I don't think it'll be super popular. Uh, Gaskin at 5.6. He had 20-plus carries last week and that was against the jets this is uh you know not the best matchup but is involved in the passing game and really is, is turning into their bell cow for uh miami 
Scrolling down a little bit more, we'll talk about a couple of Jets punt running backs at, at the flat min price. Let's see, was there anything else I wanted to mention here? Oh, Miles Sanders at 5-1. Um, no Jordan Howard. He had 16 carries last week. All I will say, though, is you just you cannot trust Philadelphia and the running backs. You, you just can't. They have Boston Scott. They can mix in Kenny Gainwell. Remember when Miles Sanders was out and we all thought Kenny Gainwell is going to be the workhorse back, and then he just, like, didn't play? So just, yeah, Sanders looks decent, but, like, I just don't trust it, so I would not touch him in cash games. And then um, Tennessee, keep an eye on this. Dontrell Hilliard, 4-6. Um, he had eight catches, 10 targets last week, seven carries. I think he's viable for tournaments. Again, I don't really trust that workload, though. And then I mentioned uh, the Jets. Let's go to that really quick. Michael Carter's out, so it should be Ty Johnson early. Uh, or it should be Tevin Coleman, I should say, early down work. Ty Johnson kind of the third down work. 4K and 4.3K, respectively. I think they're both in play against a uh, in a good matchup here against Houston. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. So at the top, Cooper Cup, Devonta Adams in the same game. Both look like good spin-ups if you can afford them. A Cooper Cup is just a super high floor, high ceiling with the amount of targets he gets every single week. Devonta Adams, we know, has a super high ceiling as well. We saw it last week. So I like both those guys. They are expensive, but if you if you have the salary for them, like them. Again, you have Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel in the same game. This is, I think, the second highest scoring or projected to be second highest scoring at 49 over under. Um, Debo Samuel had like eight, nine carries. Yeah, eight carries last week. So like if he's going to get some, some carries, that does raise his floor too. Um, so those two guys should be heavily involved in a high total game. You guys know I always like going to Keenan Allen just because the amount of targets. He gets 11-13-11-13 targets. He was averaging 12 targets last four games. Again, this Chargers offense is uh, does have a pretty high ceiling. Um, obviously a guy you can pair with, Justin Herbert. So um, I always like getting to Keenan Allen. A couple injuries to keep an eye on here. Could have put up some value. Mike Evans uh, did not practice, uh, was it Thursday? So monitor this situation and then aj brown also did not practice definitely some potential value there for tampa bay we'll get to godwin i think is i love this price in godwin especially if mike evans is out like he should get more looks um he's been super super safe uh, getting a ton of targets every single week and in a uh very dynamic offense there for tampa bay so i really do like godwin um Thielen at six seven i think a lot of people look to justin jefferson uh, but Thielen's a little bit easier to get to for his price. And he's still getting like 8 to 10 targets a week. Again, this is the second highest total of the week. So um, I like some Adam Thielen. Deontay Johnson, same thing I'll say about uh, Keenan Allen. Just the amount of targets he gets. 13 targets each week and for the last five weeks. That is insane. Um, now, a lot of these aren't deep targets. because Big Ben just doesn't really have that uh, in his game anymore. But yeah, Deontay at 6'6", I think is one of the safer plays on the board for sure. Really, really do like him. Going down a little bit more, like, yeah, this is an ugly game, but uh, Miami, super condensed target share. You have Waddle, you have Jusecki, both these guys. When when two is thrown, you kind of know where the ball is going. Uh, Brandon Cooks is really the only guy I ever target on Houston because I just don't trust anyone else in this offense. He has shown a ceiling. Um, he's also shown a relatively low floor. Again, ugly, ugly game here, Jets and, and Houston, Houston Texans, but he's probably the one guy I look to. Um, Elijah Moore's kind of come on late for the Jets. Uh, he had a big week last week. We also have um, Corey Davis. Questionable if he can't go. I think Elijah Moore firmly in play for GPPs. Again, he has definitely turned it on of late. Michael Pittman, I like a good amount here at five six. I know he didn't do much last week, but that was just it was just the offense was entirely Jonathan Taylor. This is a game you would think they're going to be playing from behind, and they might have to air it out a little bit more. Pittman's their clear number one wide receiver. I like him a lot. This price point, I think he's super super safe. Jerry Judy starting to turn it on of late. Again, he's been. Uh, he was injured, obviously, early on in this season. Um, but last two games here, eight and nine targets. And this Chargers defense is not great. So 
Um, I like Judy. We'll talk about Font, too, as, as possible running backs if you want to use a Charger stack. Going down a little bit more, Brandon Ayuka, 5'3". Um, well, we're no longer getting trolled by Shannon. He's playing a majority of the game. He had seven targets last week, um, and he's a lot easier to get to than Debo Samuel. So, sure, Debo Samuel has more upside, but I think uh, Brandon Ayuk is, is pretty easy to get to at that price point. Going down a little bit more, so Shepard and Tony no, both not expected to play. So Kenny Galladay is probably going to be the number one wide receiver. Um, he has not looked great, but the price has come down to a point where I think he's in, in play for GPPs. Russell Gage has put up a couple donuts when he's been popular, but yes, yeah, still no Kevin Ridley. So like he's going to be the number one wide receiver. Obviously, Kyle Pitts probably the number one target, but um, I think Gage in a good matchup there against the Jags, definitely playable. Uh, scrolling down to some more cheap options like LaVisca Chenault. We've all been trying to make LaVisca Chenault work this year. It really hasn't happened. Um, he is a 4.4K. Uh, he's expected to play a good amount of the game here. I think he's in play for value. Um, again, the Jags are like always going to be playing from behind, so that's like a positive. Let's see. So Tennessee was one team I mentioned. Here, let's go to Tennessee. So Julio Jones on the IR. A.J. Brown probably not expected to play. So and Marcus Johnson out too. So we have like Nick Westbrook, Ayn at 4K, Chester Rogers at 3.5, you had Des Fitzpatrick too at 3.2. All three of these guys got a pretty big boost and played a majority of the game once A.J. Brown went out. So I have interest in all three of these wide receivers. Probably feel the best about Westbrook. I think he is the most talented of this bunch. He had uh, seven catches and eight targets last week. So there's definitely some value here for Tennessee, um, assuming that A.J. Brown can't go. Tyler Johnson's frustrating but like he still played a majority of the snaps if there's no mike evans you would think he gets more work um so i think he's viable also here let's go to tampa bay um we might have scotty miller coming back um 3k yeah they did uh activate him from the from the injured reserve so like if there's no mike evans he's definitely going to get some looks here i would think the the main three wide receivers of mike evans out would be godwin johnson and scotty miller um, Scotty Miller with a flat min price 3K uh, does uh, look pretty appealing, um, assuming there's no limitations. I don't think they would activate him and then limit him from um, from IR. So that's another potential value there. Let's see. Was there anything else I wanted to mention here for cheap wide receivers? We talked about the Tennessee guys. I think that's pretty much it. So let's finish up with tight end, guys. Um, at the top, we have George Kittle, 6.4K. Pretty safe play. Again, um, projected to be the second highest total of the week. So no issue going to George Kittle here. He had a somewhat quiet game last game, but um, he has, he does have a pretty high floor. I mentioned Kyle Pitts. Uh, again, with no Calvin Ridley, he is their number one target. Didn't do much against the Patriots, but I'm not super worried about that. Now he gets the Jags, a much, much easier matchup. Goddard's kind of been the security blanket here for Jalen Hurts. He's probably the guy I feel the best about if you want to pair Jalen Hurts with someone. I mentioned Noah Font too, right? Him, Jerry, Judy, uh, been turning out a little bit of late. Probably feel a little bit better about Judy plus tight end is... There's a good amount of decent plays here this week. Gronkowski, I like at this price point. Uh, came back, played about 60% of the snaps, had eight targets. Only 4.4K. I think he makes her a pretty safe play. Also, Pat Fairmuth at 4.3K. Eric Ebron, doubtful. Um, he's played really well of late. Seven, seven, six, nine, and seven targets the last five weeks. So I do like him a good amount there for value. Um, and then Evan Ingram, you're not going to feel great about this, but no Sterling Shepard and no Kadarius Tony, most likely. He played 90% of the snaps. I'm not scared of the, the Eagles defensively, so I do have some interest in Ingram. It doesn't feel good, but I kind of like that price point for him. And let's see, was there anything else I want to mention for value? That's probably it for me. So... 
Yeah, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video today. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed the content, again, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you do want to upload videos and go live. I'll be doing a YouTube live stream on Sunday morning, so make sure to check that one out, guys. Uh, thanks again. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys all Sunday morning in the live stream.